Jim Davis heard of him? This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Fifty Shades of Grey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the Perpendicular, Craptacular, Crispus Attics, Crisper Drawer, Elizabeth McGovern, loving, longingly staring, hard machine himself, Mr. Justin Waddell. What's going on, sir? And thanks for asking. Not much. It was a day of movies for me and a missed opportunity. I went to see the new Wes Anderson film. Did you enjoy it? Well, listen, took my daughter to meet my aunt. My aunt got the time wrong, so oh. we were 50 minutes too late. I didn't get to see it. Uh-oh. But I did get to see Wes Anderson's favorite film of all time, Fifty Shades of Grey. He loves this one. You didn't actually see a movie today? Uh, you I didn't. didn't. You, I watched Casino Royale. I watched this. But yeah, I was going to have a lot of movie watching this weekend, and I didn't get to see the one I was kind of most excited about. You didn't pivot and go say, well, I'll get one for some other movie that's playing. Well, so we almost did. I mean, there were some movies playing, like The Flash was playing, which my daughter would have seen with me, but my aunt was not into that. So there you go. Yeah, she didn't want to see The Flash. You're not seeing, you're not seeing The Flash before me. There's no way. Uh, how about yourself? How's your day? It's fine, man. We hung out this weekend quite a bit already, yeah. and um, today you were you were without me. Was did it feel strange? It was different. A good way. I went exploring, got some shopping done, and then my son has been wanting to play catch, so I bought him his first glove, and we got rained on. No, oh, but it was cool. Like he, so he's he's been into baseball. You said, and mm-hmm. you yesterday you and I visited a um, pretty cool game store, Wizards. You call was it what it was called? Yep. Yeah, and he actually, he was so excited that he went and, and uh, internet stalked the place after I got it, gave him his game. Yeah, you bought him a game. You bought him a baseball game for the DS, mm-hmm. or what? No, yeah. for the original Game Boy, I think. Original Game Boy, huh? Wow. And he's been playing it, he likes it, or? I don't know. I mean, I remember that game being weak, weak, weak as shit, you know? <laughs> Well, you're a longtime baseball video game fan, right? Since, so since the first video games, the Odyssey. Give 2. me an all-time. Give me an all-time fave. What's your? What's your? What's I, your... I'm boring. I'm boring. I I, st- I, th- I like these uh, MLB the shows. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are they continue that series. But what's like your first love when it comes to baseball games? There has to be something well, back I, when you were I, younger. I, I, I was a big fan of World Series baseball for the Genesis. Yeah. And then Hardball on the computer back in the oldest days. But Hardball 2 is my very favorite, but there was a glitch in it. And you'd be in the middle of a game, and all of a sudden it would say XXXY doesn't work, and all the players would run into the outfield and through the wall and into oblivion. 
<laughs> and it became something we longed for. We were hoping XXXY didn't work because then you, the, the entire team would just give up on life. They would retreat through the wall and they would become a part of time and space. It was adorable. One of the first things I played a game we've talked about before called Auto Duel, which is a PC game back in the day. I'm sure you played it. There's a glitch in that game that you could take your guy to the casino, play poker, I guess. I was young. I didn't know really what poker was, but I found out that I could get rich by just doing certain things in that game and get lots and lots of money. And I was, I cracked it. My character had, he was max outfitted. His car was incredible because I was robbing that casino all the time. Then I got paid back this weekend when you and I did a little casino hopping. Was was your gentleman in, in auto deal named Hamlin? I was not. I don't. I don't know. Could you name your character? You know, was it wonder if it was like initials or something back then? I don't Am know. I not mistaken? Is that a Steve Jackson game? I think it is. Yeah, I think it was based on like a, a card Car game. Wars. Car yeah, Wars. Car Wars. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a Steve Jackson game back in the day. I still long for them to like bring that into the new. I have not it, thought of Steve Jackson in thirty years. What else did he do? I don't know what, that he did anything. I just yeah. remember he was like the cheap. You know, he was the low rent alternative to D and D. He was like the low-rent Gary Gygax or whatever. Yeah, for people that didn't have the imagination, you had Steve Jackson games. He's still around, killing it. How's his COVID? I hope it hurt. Anyway, so yeah, I spent a day watching movies, man. Woke up, finished Casino Royale, watched Fifty Shades of Grey. um, I went back and started watching um, Eastbound and Down, just a couple episodes of that. How did it age? It's pretty good. It's the first two episodes. It's okay. That's a show that got better, I think. What do you? What about you? What have you been watching? What have you been doing? Nothing. I, I just, nah, just baseball. Nothing fancy. Getting ready to go back on the road, so mm. gotta get my ducks in seven rows and do all that shit. Getting a, you got a birthday coming up. Yeah. Should we record on your birthday? I think my birthday is on a Sunday. We're gonna do it. Happy birthday early then. Can we're you doing imagine 50, that? We're we're doing Fifty Shades Freed. Don't get me excited. <laughs> we have to do darker first though. I mean, well, we should have done them backwards. That's what we should have done, just like we did Jaws. I didn't know, yeah. honestly, I didn't know if they made three or four of these movies. And I guess it's just three. Obviously, we had seen the Jaws movies earlier, so seeing them mm-hmm. out of sequence didn't affect much. Right. If we watched these backwards, it'd be really strange. Wow, we, I just, these married couple just became strangers. That's very strange. <laughs> Wouldn't be strange. Does he, I wonder if, he, if he's less aggressive in, in, the, in married life. You know, I guess we'll have to see, because that's Fifty Shades Freed. Poor I'm Dakota not, Johnson. Not, I, th- I think I think the cast wasn't really on board at that point. I think I don't know too much about these films, but I know that the um, author of the books was very heavily involved in making and shaping these films, and the actual filmmakers sometimes were their ideas were pushed aside. Let me uh, give you an early zoom. Yes. Kind of want to watch the rest. <laughs> well, I will say this: I do love Dakota Johnson. I had never seen this movie. And I really like her as an actress. I think she's very pretty. And I like Jamie Dornan. He's weird in this role, but I do like him as an actor. You know, you know what else I like? Hmm. This movie. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the sex scenes, which is fucked. What's wrong with me? I liked the non-sex <laughs> scenes in this movie. Well, I mean, there's not much to it, and it's not. I know. It's, 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 it's a work of absolute and you had not seen it right you had not no seen it i'd never seen a lick of it but it was so funny because it You're doesn't gross. exist in any reality that exists uh-huh. and, and and this guy was he's a he's a phantom he's able to teleport he has a superpower that happens very early in the film that i couldn't believe 
Okay, so we'll get there. I'm yeah, saying. you're jumping ahead, but this has got me intrigued. I will say this. Stacy popped down my wife halfway through this thing. I was like, you do not have to watch Fifty Shades of Grey. But she she said she kind of liked it as well. She's like, this isn't this isn't as bad as it could have. I thought it was going to be. Twilight can't be better than this. You know, I saw the original Twilight movie too. I, I've never seen the other ones. I don't think. But this is what's so strange about this movie is it it was created from like fan fiction, like templates that were devoted to Twilight, right? So there, these are similes of stand-ins so we're, for. So we're going to do the two Twilight films movies. in the past Characters. month that are based on fanfic. What the actual? Look, what's the other? What's the other one? Noah. I'm sorry. Yeah, we, I mean, like, guys, we're excited. We are so ahead of our, yeah. I, I, parched for some reason. I'm needing a lot of water. Well, that was a joke. I'm not really. I didn't. I didn't spashed. I didn't. I didn't get all. I didn't put the militia down. Oh, me neither. Me neither. Um, um. No, no. Just looking forward to it. Getting around. We got. We got anything on the horizon? I know Mission Impossible, but oh, like movies coming out. Um. I'm kind of in a dry weird. You know, I think that's a big one. That comes out in a few weeks. There's a, there's one that comes out this weekend. Oh, Indy. Indiana Jones. Okay. Comes out this weekend. People right. love that film. They're so excited for it. So it's perfect. Yeah. I'm excited for it still somehow, but people have been shitting on it. On this show we call the movie microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We plug our butts with wheels. We bunt cake. Get miserable at supper time. Wrap a hairnet around a dungeon crab. Stare longingly at probes. Worship at the feet of Aquafina, the drink, not the girl. Pull down a gladiator's pants. Ask John Cedar for his autograph. Weaken the joints around Mercy City. And desperately beg for the resurgence of James Gladiator. Marshall. <laughs> Watch a film through a set of distressed, destroyed, diseased eyes. Eyes that have been hammered like shit. Punctured through. Whipped under. Frothy. Demi-glace. And we sit down on it. Spread ass and see what makes or breaks. Share with the likes of you listeners. So if we were talking about Fools Rush In, talk about the scene where Salma Hayek's fertile womb rejects Matthew Perry's feeble cum. <laughs> Disgusted, distressed. Worse yet, her eggs form their own band, exit her body, and kick his dick off to kingdom come. <laughs> You're saying we're, we won't be talking about that scene? What are we doing? <laughs> Sounds like a reason for that movie to exist. I I forgot about that movie. Have you seen it? Of course I did. That was during the... One of the reasons I hated Friends is because they got to do things like that. Yeah. He got to be in a romantic comedy, sex comedy with Salma Hayek. What the hell's wrong with America? Bruce Campbell wasn't in that, was he? There was some movie like that that he was in. Really? He had a bit part as a cowboy or a rich cowboy. Yeah. You remember Uh, this? Was he on TV? no, I mean, yeah, it's Briscoe County Jr. I'm talking about the movie. He was in a No, no, no. I remember. Oh, there, was a, there was something where he was on TV. He played like the president or something. But Look it up. Yeah, I looked it up. It was, I already found it. It was a Matthew Perry comedy with um, a girl that's not famous anymore. Oh, so it wasn't, uh, it wasn't that one. It was Serving Sarah. Oh, God. It was close. Oh, God. I, I, oh, my God. Okay, it's, uh, I was joking. I thought it was Millie Avital, but it was uh, Elizabeth, uh, or what's her name? What's the famous lady? Bewitched. Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, she was in that. Okay. Matthew Perry got to have sex with, on screen, with Salma Hayek, Elizabeth Hurley, Amanda Peet. Natasha Henstrich. Henstrich. Natasha Henstrich. And whoever they let him fuck on Friends. I don't think he was with Amanda Peet, was he, in this movie? Hold Nine Yards. Yeah, but she was with Bruce, Will- Bruce Willis. Okay, I apologize. I, mean, I didn't remember, and neither will Bruce. 
Oh my God. Speaking of Bruce, I told you about that when I was when we were on our trip. That I was watching that Army Hammer documentary, and he went from hot girl to hot girl to hot girl to Rumor Willis. <laughs> Army Hammer was up for the role of Christian Grey in this movie. Did you know that? He would have been perfect for it. He would have been good. He actually would have been genuinely excited during the torture scenes. You know, don't don't allegedly excited. Is it allegedly? I thought it was out and about and spilled, he, and he's done. He's like working at a hotel or something. I think he was selling real estate, right? Was he selling real estate? So, uh, Justin, what's what's your relationship to Fifty Shades of Grey? More like Real Wrist Eight. <sighs> Pretty good. Oh, God damn it. Pretty good. What's my relationship with this one? I don't have much. I kind of know about the series, obviously, because it was so popular and so gigantic. It took the world by porn. But people were very excited about the books, you know, and then they made a movie. It was a big hubbub, and I know who they got. I was familiar with both actors, and then I never saw the movie. I did. I had seen one scene of this, which is the contract scene, when she goes and has the business meeting, and they're going through over all the okay, different you lines. act like there's one contract scene. This entire movie is about the goddamn contract. It is, but the, there's one specific meeting when they actually yeah, yeah. go through and cross out certain things that she won't do. Right. She Written said, by an absolute loser in England, this this story. Is she English? I didn't know she was. Yeah. E.L. James. It's not a real name, but yeah. This is her fantasy come to life, I imagine, because the movie is about, you know, it's a fantasy about a woman that gets plundered by, uh, by a very handsome man who has kind of a dark background, likes to get a little kinky and cute ways, kind of. I mean, they're kind of a little bit harmless in this way, in this movie. He's very sweet to her. And she doesn't really lose power. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And by the way, he doesn't lie to her about anything. He may be a little loose with the facts. I don't think so. I think he's very upfront, very litigated, very... He's very up back as well. <laughs> it makes me wonder, if he dies, does he does he come back later on in the series as Christian White? That's a pretty good joke. What's your relationship with this movie? He had never seen it as well, but you knew no. about everything, right? You read the books? You know, <laughs> you know how it is. Whenever mm-hmm. there's this phenomenon that comes out of nowhere, I'm very skeptical of it. Sure. And uh, and this was no exception. It, it looked dumb. And then when I found out it was Twilight fanfic, it looked dumber. And then when I saw the trail, everything about it, I, did, I just thought it was for... I mean, I, I had a very strong opinion on, on the target audience for this, for mm-hmm. this shit. And it wasn't a positive thing. And then I saw it, and, and now I can't wait to watch the next one. <laughs> I wonder if the next one gets up to more. They have they have to deliver on the sex. I know that this movie, the original screenplay, was a lot more sexual, and they toned it down. I'm glad. Um, but I wonder if did it, does it get more progressively sexier. And I know Kim Basinger shows up, I think, later ones as... Remember, he the, the main character here reveals that he was once a sub of submissive right. to it. A dom, an older woman. I think that woman is Kim Basinger. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the cast. You've mentioned the two leads. I did. Uh, Marsha Gay Harden in a nominated uh, supporting actress performance in this film. Plays Jamie Dornan's mommy in here, his mom. But Luke Grimes hot and heavy before Yellowstone in this. I was surprised to see him show up. Playing the pretty boy brother of Christian Grey. Adopted brother. Adopted brother, yeah. The legendary Jennifer Ellie nominated for this as well. They canceled each other out the awards. And the, looking a lot like she would actually be her mother. You get that? Kind of very similar look. Yeah, very pretty in this. Callum Keith Renee Rennie in this, who was in one of my favorite movies last night, showing up as her uh, her stepdad. I think he was in 300 or something as well, or maybe the second 300. I was happy to see him getting work in here, floating in. As her dad for two scenes. Max Martini getting nominated for supporting actor in this. 
I couldn't believe it was him. Like I rubbed my eyes and did like a triple take. Is that Max Martini as as the driver? Does he have a part? Like in the later films, does he get to do something? He had better come back in the other films because there's a lot left on the table, uh, character-wise. He holds a sign in this at an airport. That's about all. That was his biggest day here. He he ushers people into rooms in this. He film. Does Max Martini one of the best names in Hollywood history? I think a, a name that should be on more marquees. Max I love Martini. Him. I great. do too. Isn't Pacific- what's your favorite Max Martini? I mean, he's in Pacific Rim. He plays the underwater dead. In that, what about you? How about you? What do you like? <laughs> Look at that Kelly looking over my shoulder. Like was he in asshole. Red Belt? Or is that someone else? Is that Beggy? Oh, I don't know. I know that Chiwetel was in that, mm-hmm. and I think he was in Sabotage. And the premise is as follows: Oh, who's the girl who plays her roommate? Yeah, her roommate. It's another nominated role. This movie is very focused on its main two main characters for sure. The other people are window dressing. The window undressing, really. <laughs> the uh, the premise is Dakota mm-hmm. Fanning. Dakota Fanning. Dakota you wish. Jo- <laughs> oh, that'd be the most vomitous movie of all time. No. Dakota Johnson plays a young lady who is graduating from school, college, who is asked to fill in for her roommate to interview successful business individual Christian Gray. Billionaire. Reclusive, so, interesting dude. Fill in is an interesting word, but keep going. <laughs> and then something sparks between them, even though there's no evidence of it on screen. It's called a dick. <laughs> and then they become tight inside each other <laughs> i think that they have some chemistry here you don't think there's do you think no they do but i think there's that, zero that, that's that's that introductory scene is not doesn't do anything it is and i think that's them finding their footing They're, that the movie's taking that a little bit more um and, and you know dakota johnson's performance there is 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 showing you more than the movie is like it's the scene kind of doesn't work but i just watched like told you casino royale and talk about chemistry craig and um Eva Green, I mean that's ins- they're insane together in that movie. The- First of all, it's a it's a really well written movie and their scenes are great, but they do have actual chemistry. That'll be your secret. You don't think so? Um, I-, I don't know. I'm sure it's fine. So this- how does the movie kick off? This billion, this reclusive billionaire is running, he's doing a little jogging, keeping in shape, and then but they're showing his morning and they're showing this is before they've met and it's immaculately shot these sequences are really clean and crisp and dakota johnson's character in the rain under the umbrella they're just kind of going out about their day they don't know each other yet they don't know each other's genitals yet and um her it's a weird premise her roommate is sick the weird premise is that she is enthralled about seattle like seattle blows her mind and her roommate's sick, and, and it was going to interview this this reclusive billionaire in, his, in, in her stead. Instead of rescheduling it, because this guy's schedule is very busy, she gets her roommate to take her questions and ask them directly to this guy. He, she got like a 10-minute meeting to do. Now, I don't know if this is part of her thesis. She's doing it for the school paper. Did you catch on to what this is for? It was for her project. She's Pro, what project? It's like a it's for her, you know interview what, billionaire's project. Obviously, it's a pretty rare opportunity. Maybe... Maybe brave that damn cold and get the job done, asshole. She didn't look that sick. Do you know what I'm saying? She was on the couch. She was making jokes and eating soup. I think she's fine. She she has the sniffles. She had a 10-minute meeting. We can make it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a a long drive to Seattle. I think it was 90 miles or something. You get to see a road sign as she's driving her beat-up Volkswagen bug to meet Mr. Christian Gray's giant dick. But (laughs) She said her roommate's the last words to her right before she had the third. She goes... Have fun. Don't let this guy rail dog you in a simulated dungeon in his house. (laughs) 
Just kidding. Anyway, so there's rumors that this guy's actually gay. You know, there's like a couple things. He's so reclusive. He's a handsome, well, billion, well, young billionaire. Nobody knows much about him. And he I likes think it I know way. why that myth kind of got perpetrated. Because you know who's a news anchor in Seattle? Who? Duddits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christian well. gay. Christian gay. Am I am I forgetting this wrong, or did did he turn out to be a giant alien in that movie? <laughs> you remember it exactly right. You're talking about Dreamcatcher, the character of Duddits, who is a um, I guess he is like a mentally I don't what was what he had like cancer and he also was he's a fucking alien. I know, but he everybody thought he is like kind of mentally re, like retarded, yeah. like he yeah. And so yeah, it's he turns into a giant gigantic alien and then battles another gigantic alien and then they kind of mesh together. Remember? And the alien's name that he's battling is Mr. Gray. It is. But he doesn't call it that. <laughs> you guys got to go back, re-listen to that Dreamcatcher episode. I'm furious we've done that movie because it means we can't do it again. There's no rules, Nick. Cuz you that know was what? the that was the origin of Skedaddle. Christian Gray can throw out the rules in this movie. I can throw out the rules of the Movie Microscope podcast. We can do that one again. Maybe we should do it yearly. So, Dreamcatcher. I will tell you that evidence of Christian Grey's superpowers appear very early in this film. All right, let's hear it. She drops a pencil when she collapses through the door. She, fa- then- she, she fa- Yeah, she falls, trips through the door to meet him. It's like a, she goes into the office. She, she trips in over nothing. Like, what does she trip on? Probably her, her hymen. Her virginity. <laughs> She does admit to him that she has not been laid out before. Which is where this film's first bout with absolute science fiction happens. As he's trying to shove a Rubik's Cube in her vagina, she says this. (laughs) Solve it inside. Solve it inside! (laughs) She drops her writing implement, and she's sitting there getting ready to interview him, and she realizes she doesn't have a writing implement. So he notices this. There are like five or six sharpened pencils on his table. There's a cut, a shot of him handing it to her, handing her an unsharpened pencil, and then she has a sharpened pencil in the next shot. The guy's got razor fingers. He's got little secret, little secret razor vortex in his wow, palm. You really clap on, caught on to a blooper here. I, I didn't see this. I did notice the pencil scene. I was very intrigued. You know, which one will you pick from the six? You know, gave her a wooden pencil, and they, what did the pencils say on them? Gray. Gray, yeah, it's the name. he has his name of his business, right? Gray House or something. Gray Enterprises or mm-hmm. not exactly sure what he does. Do we know telecommunications? But he'll dabble in some African aid, and she asks him in, during right. the interview if it's to help people. He's like, "That's yeah, a good business decision." Right? She suspects. Were you fast forwarding just to the tits? What's going on? Dog? He, I forgot about this. He, 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 she suspects that he's doing this. Not for the business. It just she gets a sense that he's got a good heart just from her few minutes with him. And he he is very cold with her at the beginning. He doesn't. He says she's got ten minutes. He's doing this as a favor. You know, he he's a benefactor to this this college, and he's going to speak at this place. I guess this was what it was, right? He's speaking there. It's like the pre-interview is part of mm-hmm. this. I think it's for this girl's self-serving needs, but yeah. But then he starts to get intrigued because he realizes he got Dakota Johnson in front of him, daughter of Don Johnson. Daughter of Melanie Griffith, and he's like, you know what? Let me add this one to the trophy case, you know. And they try; they put her in these awful clothes to try to make her look like a schleb. Army Hammer's like, call him up. It's like, I got rumor Willis. Who you? Who you tapping? Dakota J. 
but yeah, he does get very intrigued because she is, you know, she's shy, but she's kind of funny, and she she calls she kind of calls him out on his bullshit just a tiny bit, and that intrigues him. And because he wants to devour her, but then he decides immediately that he wants to throw darts at her chest, you know, <laughs> and she's hanging upside down yeah. with flour all over her. And so they have their meet cute. There's a scene, and then she's leaving, and there and it sets up the uh, big climax where, yep. Where they're in an ele- she's in an elevator and they say each other's names and it's how the film kind of bookends in a way. Now she's got a dumb name, Nick. I'm gonna say it loud and proud. Yeah, Christian Gray is bad enough. Christian Gray is a bad name. Anastasia Steele is really bad. Those are some. Those are some. You know, romancy names. I will give her that. Um, e. L. James and I just ever Anna, Anna. I like when they call her Anna. Anastasia Steele. I gotta too much. tell you though, we can't be hypocrites here. Why? We're celebrating Marion Cobretti. We're celebrating John Spartan and Deke Da Silva. Great, great, great. And then Anastasia Steele. If it Can't was do Stalo- it. Stallone would not name her Anastasia Steele. She would have a better name if he was No, I'm charge. saying if she was an action hero, Anastasia mm-hmm. Steele is an action hero name. It's not even that. That's not good either. I don't like it as a name. Any, I can't find a place for it. I need, I need a new name. Okay. But can you give me one? Meat Envelope. That's <laughs> the Receiver. <laughs> anyway, so they have a connection. It's undeniable. She returns to her dorm or apartment with this sick roommate, and she says, I'm going to get laid in outer space ways in a few weeks. <laughs> uh, what is her one word, or what's her review of Kristen Gray to her roommate when she asked him what he was like? Do you remember the one word she uses to describe him? Uh, no. Clean. It says clean. Yeah, well, she's also trying to cover up for the fact that she definitely thinks he's hot. And it's not doing a good job. Um, and her roommate is... She, her roommate's kind of supportive. I liked her roommate. Kind of like... So, a little so worried Luke for Grimes. Like, like, it's kind of worried for her. Doesn't get jealous that there's a connection between this billionaire that she was supposed to see. So what happened? Where does this... Where does Here's the where... The, the, I got grossed out in their apartment. Yeah. What do they keep in a bowl on the counter? Oh my god, you really were zooming in. I didn't notice. A bunch of green peppers. Well... It's disgusting. Do you not like green peppers? Oh, I hate green peppers, but I put it on the counter? You want to put them in the fridge? You usually put stuff on the counter that, hey, I might grab that and bite it. I might eat some of that right now. Mm -hmm. Apples, oranges, bananas. Right. Nobody's like, you know, I'm I'm walking past it. They got their coffee. Let me grab a green pepper to begin You know, we'd be a healthier country if you were grabbing green peppers off the countertop and taking a gigantic bite. You know what I'm saying? You're walking around the town just chomping into green peppers, spitting out the seeds. We'd be a yeah. shithole country. It'd be thinner. I have a problem with those kind of peppers. I don't like them because they, they're overpowering. There's something they do have right behind there on the shelf, though, that I would own in a heartbeat. Let's hear it. They have matching salt and pepper shakers that are orange. Oh. I got super excited because that's my favorite. Were they fun shapes? Or they just were, kinda... No, they were just wooden, the kind that you would find, a miniature version of the ones that a waiter would grind at a restaurant to you. Um, speaking of grinding at a restaurant. So... Dakota plays a little coy, but Christian Gray can't get enough. He's he's reaching out to her. He's he's not subtle about his interest in her. He, no. You know, he shows up at her hardware store job, which is another absolute product of fanfic. Let's see. Let me mad lib this fucking character to his existence. Works at a hardware store, exactly like you think she would, and that explains yeah. why she's a virgin. But she's definitely like barely at this job. Like she always talk about her job. She we knows see her it shit. once. She, knows she does where know her shit. All, all the parts are, and she knows the different sizes of cords and whatnot. And she does a good job of Christian Gray comes there to flirt 
to kind of get her to get him. He's he's getting duct tape. He's getting sex supplies, basically. And he gets upsold. Does get upsold, and she flirts the daylights out. She does a good job and does her job. You know, she's not like she just flirts and forgets about her work. This woman, and she works at. Would you remember the place she works? Meat Puppet. Clayton's. Oh. So I guess it's a fake store. They made up for the this gray universe here. What does Christian tell her in this when she's asking questions? She tells her something. You're going to be doubled over my dick in minutes? I don't remember. I don't do the girlfriend thing. He always is saying stuff like that. I don't do romance. He's got a complex life, man. He does do that shit. He's contradictory, Nick. Well, she's... The conceit is that she's changing him. She's special. I know. Of course that is. Like, the thing is, he is a damaged boy. What does she do to convince him she's special, by the way? Just asking for a friend. (laughs) She's very pretty. I think that's what it it is, you know. And I guess she Almost seems as innocent. pretty as his secretary and her roommate. She does have a bunch of kind of models working for him in it the really office. It really does. They, yeah. they look almost like the AIs from uh, Oscar Isaac's place in, in a way. So he's into her. He's interested. He he's asked her. Little... He asked her what is her favorite author is. Do you remember? He says, "Do you like, you know, uh, what does he say?" He says, "Jane, Jane Austen, Austen, Dean R. Koontz. <laughs> he says. And this is what the huge the huge fuck up is. He says, you know, Thomas Hardy, and my man was in Mad Max. He ain't authored a fucking single book. You know what I'm saying? She said, "Is that your favorite actor, not your favorite author?" What's this guy slinging? Well, I mean, I think that was a him because that's what he calls his dick. <laughs> Thomas Hardy. Yeah, that's a, it. Was a sneaky, sneaky thing. Or Mad Max. No, he's his uh, assistant. I think it's. It would have been great if. Because he, he, he basically supposes the reason she's an English lit major is one of three authors, and he names them, and she he gets it in three. It would have been nice if she's like, you cannot be more off the fucking... I read Bill O'Reilly exclusively. <laughs> Jim Davis heard of him? <laughs> he draws N-words. <laughs> he does what? He draws N-words. And words. What does that mean? <laughs> he draws and he also words. <laughs> I thought he, I thought he said something else. And I'm like, what does he do? <laughs> what does he do? <laughs> My God. I knew he sucked, but that's the, that's, you got the wrong dude. That's the, <laughs> that's the Dilbert douche. <laughs> Fuck that guy. So, anyway, no, I was going to say that she, he, did you see, there's some pictures of him. They're starting to, one thing he does that's nice is, she has a list of questions, and she says to him, "You only answered five of my questions because you know she, they've been kind of uh, breathlessly four. Four, four of them, four zoom, zoom in. in." And she he takes a paper from her, and he, before she gets home to her roommate, he sends the roommate an email with all the answers and elaborates, and the roommate's thrilled. But there are some pictures, stock pictures of him that that he has. They were all taken had. on the set that day. Well, I'm just saying that did you notice who's in the pictures? There's a picture of him with Elon Musk uber douche and there's a picture of him with mark cuban who i love from shark tank mm-hmm. um obviously fake pictures but what does he send her nick as a little the first time so they go on like kind of a weird date and then he like kind of sends her mis- mixed signals kind of pushes her away but then he sends her a present do you remember well he sends her original versions of the books that she's a fan of yeah the test but... of the dubervilles is this, though, is this before or after she gets drunk on him? I think because when she gets drunk, she calls him and says that she's not going to accept the books. Okay. She's from the bar, right? 
She's she's at some yes, that's correct club. Yeah, at a payphone or a payphone. She's on her cell phone. She has a flip phone. Two thousand and seven. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand fifteen. This came. No, I'm saying like I I live in two thousand and seven when I said he's at a payphone. Yeah, he does. He gives her the book. She's not a fan. She actually she wants she fan. She loves the books. She just doesn't know how to accept such an extreme gift. And she she's a virgin, so she, she doesn't said, realize. She says that's not the only extreme gift that I'm going to want you to accept. Yeah, but she's a virgin, so drift. she doesn't realize she'll barely feel it. Because Dick's boring. <laughs> what are you talking about? She's like, oh, man, I was intimidated by your honker, and it's nothing. It's nothing. That's part of the contract. It says... Uh, Some, this, my, my piss is bigger. The submissive... The submiss, what do they call it? The submissive won't tell the dominant that his dick is so tiny you know yeah please don't mention it that's one of the lines uh i don't do romance nick he says his tastes are very singular he's kind of hyping he's like kind of leading the witness a little bit or not leading the witness previewing for her that there's something tasty to be had a little bit later on in the movie my tastes are very singular and he takes her to long john silvers (laughs) and she says mine too i keep peppers in a fucking bowl on my table very singular. He says, I'm not going to touch you until I have your written consent. And then I'm going to touch everywhere, inside, up, and down. <laughs> but she goes she, she goes out drinking with her friends, mm-hmm. and Jamie Dornan has the ability to track her body, apparently. She's got this uh, stupid photographer friend who disappears from the film after the first few scenes. He's, in, he's infatuated with her, yeah. He's dumb. Mr. Gray shows up just in time. Just in time. She's trash. He doesn't like when people get drunk to the point of being completely useless in his dick. So he um, he rescues her and takes her to his beautiful apartment or hotel room. Uh-huh. He uh, repurposes two of his the signs from his room when she wakes up. Did you catch that? Uh-uh. Yeah, next to the bed. One of them says, eat me. One of them says, drink me. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Of course I saw that. Yeah, she's been sick all over herself. He... He um sh- he she said did you undress me? He goes I had to you know like because he and he goes where did you sleep and right next to you and so she's a little bit taken aback but also like this isn't so bad you know they have a cute little kind of s- scene didn't he doesn't he buy her clothes because she she or she has her his driver buy her clothes like he sends Max Martini out to the clothes shop scenes not included in the film she looks cute in them and she leaves. He says, like, he, this is like this thing comes up a lot in the movie where he keeps saying that he needs her consent before he they do any funny, you know, they, they get to, to roughing it in the sack. Always wanting her permission, which is a good thing. She asked him if he did anything when she was sleeping. Do you remember his line? Hmm. Necrophilia is not my thing. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Which is not cool. She's just sli- sli- sleeping. And it's not cool to do something when she's sleeping, but that's a weird and, way to put it. And it's also not cool to not do anything while she's sleeping. <laughs> Not true. I read the room wrong. But he soon shows her his playroom. Nick, what is this? And did it bother soon. you? Yes, it is actually. It's pretty close because because this is what happens. He pretty soon after this takes her on a helicopter ride to his penis. <laughs> where do they go? They they they. Uh, Seattle, the most important magical place in the universe. But where were they? Where are they? They're going they, from she, her town, Portland. Yeah, Portland to Seattle, right? And so yeah, and so she zooms her over there, and like she's all like romanced up and then he talks about his playroom and what's the playroom it's uh it's a sex dungeon mm-hmm. and he opens it up he got whips and chains and genital cranes in there and she's like what in the she's like kind of feeling stuff but she's a little nervous he's naming stuff this is called a 
Blamper. This is called a... This is the Petticoat Junction. He also, earlier, he says, if you were mine, you wouldn't sit down for a week, which I thought is might have been a red flag kind of moment. Right. But before... Now, keep in mind, keep before that, uh-huh. Christian throws down the gauntlet about their uh, relationship. She's, she's like, are you going to make love to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He throws the ultimate line. I thought this would be on the poster. He says, I don't make love, I F. I fuck. That's what he says. <laughs> and she's, so what the thing is, that's kind of intriguing her and turning her on is that he does get kind of forward with her like this and says stuff like, you know, is very straightforward with her and, you know, and is hinting that they will be uh, clamping around each other's legs and other parts, you know, well, she, soon. She, well, he takes, when he, has this room she thinks it's his video game room it's cute yeah his, and, and, his... and it's close because he shows her something that says it's called a flogger so he's close <laughs> close. close to frogger yeah he then then does penetrate her body in well, a so big way he does her a huge favor a uh, very selfless move uh, she admits to being a virgin and then he says i'll take care of that and he then proceeds to have gigantic sex with her Without submitting her to the dungeon. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't make her go in and get tied around yet. He said, let's just, you know, he, he, he this, he, this thing grosses him out. Like, he doesn't love. Like, let's, let's vanilla sex. You know, vanilla let's, sex, yeah. Yeah, let's boring it and for a little while. And it'll be a, a miracle for you. It'll be like doing my taxes for me, but just take, take every inch that I give. <laughs> I'll lower my standards just for this once. But that's the big thing in the movie, like Nick talked about, was is that he thinks for sure that he's a certain way. But Anastasia Steele is doing something to him man like she's changing him she's making him want to do missionary for god's sakes and keep his socks on during sex you know like watch beetlejuice and uh you know this is not stuff he normally doesn't even go on dates with women yeah he's used to it's, it's weird he's like it's weird not to punch a hole in you during this act <laughs> he he does he does give her everything that she needs and she wants more and more of it as a matter of fact she gets a second dose of that dick, and then you could tell it's a, he's got a magical peen because she decides to make pancakes the next day, and she is dancing around the kitchen, floating on a bed of you know nachos, just the, having the time of her day, looking like Lakitu, popping around the kitchen. She's like, I didn't even have to get slapped into a papasan. It was this is a great day. I thought it was you know, and and you know, since so she she get to have like her dream uh, date with this with this magical man he romances her he treats her sweet and there's no whipping involved you know he doesn't come on her shoes there's no ninja stars being thrown into her breasts and ass beast of burden playing on the soundtrack i thought that was a little on the nose right and then who shows up but his mom marcia gay fucking harden legend and she rolls in like it's a sitcom i love her to death i always love her he is embarrassed she does she never she she dropped by unexpectedly. They're about to get. They're about to hit hit it once again. Well, yeah. And so then, he, remember what he says? Let's get you cleaned up. Oof. That's a little odd. Well, look. And so then, Mark, he, you know, Anastasia, you know, Dakota Johnson gets to introduce herself to to Christian Gray's mom, and she's thrilled. Like she likes to meet her girlfriend. Like this doesn't happen very often, if if ever. But she also, let's just be honest, she she dungeon blocks. You know, <laughs> she does. She playroom blocks. Max Martini. I guess Max knows the score because he's really sorry that he Marsha Gay Harden, you know, brought her body into the apartment. But so Chris, Christian Dre, she wants to go home. She decides that that like he's kind of weird. It's like you know, I want you to drive me home. Drives her home, and she falls asleep in the car. And he, because he's boring. Let's be honest, he's a little boring. He's Christian Gray behind the wheel when he's not doing sex stuff. It's time to fall asleep. It's nap time, right? 
To be fair, though, she did get rounded out all night, so she is a little <laughs> tired. And um, he decides to stop the car and suggests they go for a walk in the woods. I'm like, get me home, brother. Yeah, you show me your dungeon, your torture room. Now you want to go into the woods? I read, I listen to true crime podcasts, cock. <laughs> this is not good. Christian spills the deets. What, what's his backstory here? Uh, he had a rough childhood. Cry me a fucking river, Christian. He was, and when 50, he was a submissive to his mother's friend, I guess Kim Basinger in later movies, for six years from the time he was 15 to 21. Let me do the math. And then, and they're still friends, but you know, they're no longer in a sexual relationship. But he was what he wants Dakota Johnson to be to him in that relationship. And then he's walking around the woods with a pop collar, Nick. Did you notice this? It's, it's a hard look. His collar is erect. She's um, like, let me get this straight. You were 15 and you met a dream maker? You had a, a mom giving you the business for years? I mean, it's a little predatory. I mean, he's 15 years old, for gosh sakes, you know? But whatever. Oh, it's bad? <laughs> I'd say it doesn't happen. Anyway, so he does dro- drop Dakota Johnson up. Before he leaves, drives away, he gives her an, an envelope with the contract in it. This is the contract that we are talking about. She takes it to her apartment her her roommate looks at the envelope and goes did mail come early i thought there's a missed opportunity for that yeah cool. she said how do you spell how you, how you spelling mail <laughs> i just underlined the <laughs> how you spelling mail that would have been a great line how you spelling mail and then she's sitting there talking to her friend and dakota fanning starts twitching weird dakota fanning <laughs> does that god damn it dakota johnson starts twitching weird Mm-hmm. And her roommate's like, what's going on? She goes, I just got one side all red in there. <laughs> Here's the thing. He had dropped a, a new a new laptop on her, a new MacBook being installed. Cause she's got computer trubs. And she gets there, and Christian has given her a new laptop and immediately texting her through the laptop, whatever, instant messaging her. You know, it's just, he's, part of this is he's, he wants to be with her, but he's trying to kind of ply her with things. And also he wants, he always is saying, I want to own you, basically. I want you to be mine. And uh, he's doing a pretty good job. If he wants, if that's his ultimate goal, not a bad way about it. He's nice to her and gets her a laptop, you but know? she clicks the wrong link and a Dubai prince gets all of his money accidentally. She fucked up. She got fished and Chris and Craig got to bait. But yeah, she does, this is a, there's a lot of Apple Mac, a lot of you know MacBooks mm-hmm. being sure. used in this. Chris and Gray, nobody looks better working one of those than he does. It's very, very, very good posture at his computer. I'm very proud sure. of him. But this paperwork, man, I'll tell you, this is where the movie threatens to lose me. Because the second and third act are basically a myriad of scenes where he's asking her, how's the paperwork going? How's the how's the contract yeah? Well, going? this contract worries are just reading it. There's a lot of specifics about what she needs to do, and that the it's she's referred to as the submissive, and he's referred to as the dominant, and in you know very kind of unemotional language about what she will do and what he will do. Like you have to do everything I say, that kind of stuff. But specific. Can I stencil spray paint stencil my balls onto you? Yes. <laughs> Another thing that happens in this movie a lot, which I think is weird and always bothered me at work when people do this is that like you'd be walking in the hallway and surprise someone so and to be fair to J- dakota johnson she's like in her apartment at once and he's in there she turns around and gasps like <gasps> she's shocked but she does that like three or four times in the movie where he kind of shocks he creeps up onto her and you hate that i don't like it i think once is enough you know even twice is weird but like at some point just start expecting him to be around the corner remember she's with her mom at one point and he shows up at the restaurant and she like gasps she's like oh 
You know, it's like, you'd be excited to see someone you knew. You know, it wouldn't be a gasp, I don't think. But he is a little stalkery. All Who's right. running his business during all this, I'm wondering? I mean, he's just rich. He can do what he wants, right? Oh, okay, is that how it works? What's he doing, reading email? He's not doing much. <laughs> you know, he, he, every once in a while there's a problem, but you don't really learn what the problem is. He gets shouty, but then he always wants to take her to the playroom. Yeah, I'd like to hear the other side of that conversation. There's a scene where they're on an adventure, and he gets a phone call, and he has to leave. I think he's like, yeah... Like, yeah. Sorry that your your platinum Sibian uh, is going to be a week late. I got to leave. This is nuts. So anyway, she's flipping through page four hundred of the contract, and she's like, you know, <laughs> don't roll dice around me. I'm like, you know, that's <laughs> please don't complain about my bagel farts. You know, things so, like that is just yeah. too much. You know, she's like this, but the she head, does. The they, head will be re- referred to as lucky exclusively, and the balls will be the charms, and my pubes are going to be called rent controlled district. She's like, yes to all that is fine. But anyway, they do have a boardroom scene where they do go through the contract. This turns him on. She, instead of just signing the contract, she wants to have a business meeting and treat it like it's, you know, a real thing that's not, that's a contract that's not between two crazy people, you know. Like, this is like a scene. It's kind of, in a way, a, a role play scene, I guess. But it's, it's you know, it's like the lighting's real low in this boardroom. They're across from each other on the table. She's really turning them on because they're going through this contract and she's saying, I'm not going to do anal fisting. I'm not going to do vaginal fisting. And he's like crossing both of those out. She's no like, genital you, clamps. Can you define what the old faithful is, please? She does ask him what bud plugs are, which she thinks she could have looked up on the internet prior, you know, but um, I'm sure it's bookmarked on the computer he gave her. <laughs> There's a whole subplot about her fucking searches. Like, he's like yeah. really up to date with what Please show up. What does she tell him when she is going to come to that meeting? What's she going to be wearing? A burlap sack. Oh, she jokes that, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But she does show up in a nice dress, and he said, nice burlap sack. But I thought it was a weird text to send somebody, I'll be wearing a burlap sack. And he and, and then he has to cross off Article 6 on the contract when she says that. <laughs> I like when they have sex and he rips open, he, they use condoms, and he rips open the condom package with his teeth. Huh. Probably bad, potential bad, right? It might get a little on your, you know, the spermicide in your teeth or something, you know. Oh, that ain't a problem for Chris and Gray. I'm just thinking in terms of you bite a little wrong, and all of a sudden it's an ineffective con. Oh, I see. Yeah, you you accidentally don't rip. Yeah, you bite. He's like, he bites the reservoir off. <laughs> but I guess that they think that looked cool. He's passionately ripping the, open the condom package with his teeth. I think yep. it'd be fine if he just, you know, rips it with his fingers and just yeah. slight, you know, carefully takes it out and carefully places it on his peen and kind of like does the too cold thing i think they could have done that yeah. that's still been hot you this know? was the this was the screen test scene that they had to do was the ripping the condom out of the wrapper it's her tea thing he was rough he was rough because ernie reyes jr did a real good job of that army hammer just popped in his mouth and swallowed it <laughs> did you tell me that david david blaine did you say this to me that david blaine he was the yeah he was one of the people that apparently used to spend a lot of time on fuck island with jeffrey epstein <laughs> Oh, my God. David Blaine, huh? By the way, did I tell you about Yoko Ono the other day? <laughs> Sweating bullets, man. You hear about that? I did it. She had to click and watch the trailer to Blue Beetle to make sure it wasn't a biopic about her. Sweating her ass off. <laughs> Julian wouldn't return her calls. He was like, come on, dog. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny if you think that Envision Ryoko Ono watching the Blue Beetle trailer. Like, that's even funny. Let alone the joke. What if she? What if that she's so excited for Blue Beetle, you know? Now? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a load off. 
Speaking of getting a load off, let's get back to this movie. In this business meeting, they get served sushi. They don't touch it, Nick. It just sits there the whole time getting room temperature Yeah. Did you notice that? They don't take one bite of sushi. It was in the contract. We got a sushi stare. No exceptions. What's your favorite sexual scene in this movie? I mean, there's. let's talk about some of the sex scenes in this. There's a few. What's there's my favorite movie? sexual scene? I haven't thought of it in those terms. Um, Which one reminds you the most of you? Tripping into the office. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do a variety of sexual acts here. There's, there's they some, do. Uh, and most of them are, you know, luckily they don't show it for too long. I'm glad. And, and obviously, as, since it's, it's America and we exist in reality, she's naked a lot more than he is throughout this film. They show, they get, you get to see his, his chest a lot. You get to see maybe his butt. But for the most part, there's no, there's no penis shown. And Dakota Johnson... It's barren breast a lot. But she's I, obviously, the, the camera feasts on her quite a bit in this movie. Uh-huh. Directed yeah. by a woman, too, I think. Yeah. Sam Taylor Johnson, yeah. yeah. Might be Bond, right? Might be Bond. <laughs> Definitely Craven. Her, her, um, her husband, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I wish. They are. Are you serious? They're together, yeah. She's like twice his age, too. Like, they met, like, she's, she's a lot older than he is. Like, I think she directed him and they got married, that kind of thing. I think that's true. That's amazing. Kind of a talented director, in a way. That's I think a pretty she's... good Zoom. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but that's a hell of a Zoom. What do you mean? That I knew about someone's relationship? Yeah, and that you said she's twice his age, and then you said she's older than him. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to reiterate and say it in a different way. That's all I ever do. I just say the same thing in a different way, usually incorrectly. You know, you're wondering, who has the real power here? We're seeing him like lay down all these rules. She's crossing out certain things she she does a thing in the office where she turns them on and it looks like they're about to get hot and heavy can I, he's like i want to f you right here and she walks out she's like you know what i'm going home and my man has got the speaking of blue poor kid <laughs> yoko ono sweating dark you know what anyway so <laughs> he, he, there's a couple of lines that i, t- I wrote there's this, she's interrogating him about this this contract she asked him about an act i don't remember which one it is she asked about it, he goes it's for your pleasure and mine. Yeah. I think he was burying the lead a little bit there, maybe. And then he, he does says he, do a lot for her pleasure in this, I gotta say. Like and it, he says, yeah. I'd like to fuck you into the middle of next week, which is a bad line. It's bad, and that's when she leaves. He's got several bad lines in this. He has, at one point, he said, This is 50 Shades of Fucked Up. You caught that? It's he says that. hammering it. And, and, you know, in the movie, it's not like, you know, it's called 50 Shades of Grey, but there's no. The title doesn't drop in the movie, but he does say this is Fifty Shades of Fucked Up, which is strange. Here's the um, thing. I, I was surprised, just, just as, a, as a spectator on this phenomenon, I thought yeah. Christian Grey was going to be an absolute awful person. Right. And he is totally not. No, what he is, I think, and you know, I'm, I'm glad two, two dudes are talking about this movie. I'm sure there's, there could, we could have had a, a guest on here that was from a different Maybe get McCarowitz so we see take her <laughs> vagina to his island. <laughs> but... He is, I think it's a, it's a, in a weird, I guess in a way, it's a story of a person that thinks he's a certain way because he was, I mean, if you take the darkest part of that relationship when he was 15 to 21, right, he was victimized. He was turned into something that he's now familiar with. That, that is now his, how he gets released. But as he meets, he's falling in love with someone finally and then kind of doing it differently. He doesn't, you know, and he always does pay attention to her. So he's, he's not a douche. He's very honest. He's very upfront. Mm-hmm. He's, very attentive. He's a little mixed up, Nick. He's mixed up, but I don't think he... I, I was expecting it to be a story of a woman who gets into this situation she can't get out of. 
by this oppressive evil spirit and he's totally not and it's not that the movie is it's, you're watching the first half of the first act of a story there's really nothing there's not really a lot of d- conflict it doesn't adhere to the act structure at all really and I don't hate this about it I just that's why I kind of like the movie because mm-hmm. I just like the scenes where they're just talking and hanging out and, and he's this mysterious rich guy we live in a world where, where the, these people get way too much spotlight so we're used to seeing these different characters mm-hmm. and after watching succession just finish up you see these people that are elite and i just found myself enjoying how quaint and simplistic and really innocent this whole thing it is yeah it's weird like I, mean, I don't know is it a reaction like you know the, the subject matter is a little salacious but then they they try to paint it in like the sweetest way possible i don't, I don't know it's probably because it was written by a lady who probably it was a hundred percent what her imagination on what this would be like without a right. lot of real world kind of experience to base it on. Probably. Yeah. I don't think like uh, people that like dominatrix, I think I read in the trivia that BDSM world isn't thrilled with this book. It feels like it doesn't take it that world seriously enough or represent it. In it's truest sense. You know, I, who knows? Like I, one thing I did like about this is that Christian is getting more and more vulnerable, vulnerable with her. And at one point he confesses to her that he is, you know, was birthed by a crack addict and a prostitute. He I'm had a listening. tough, tough childhood, and she sleeps through the whole thing. He delivers his backstory, and she could not be more asleep. And it just reminded me of almost like every video game I ever played when they start going into the backstory, and it's all like click, 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 click. <laughs> I'm playing. What game am I playing right now? Flogger. No, Cyber uh, Punk. Punk 2077. I'm playing off and on, and you can find all these. Any of these games, you can find backstory. You know, they're always coming across data discs that have like art news articles, and I'm like, I gotta collect it, but I ain't reading it. I'm sure it's maybe good and it'll help the game, but I gotta move on. I want to shoot something, you know, or drive something. That's what that's what or Chris replace my arm. saying. <laughs> I want to shoot something into someone, you in particular. I want to watch the leg hair stand up. That was a weird shot. It's a good shot. You like her hair, leg hair shot? I don't mind it. I like I said, I like I I think. Dakota Johnson is a beautiful woman, but I also think that she's super talented. I don't mind when her leg hair stand up in a shot. That's fine. It's cold in that room, I guess. You know, I had heard that they didn't get along, these two. But, you know, that might just be a rumor. I wonder if they're buddies. Spent a lot of time on each other yeah. with uh, Modesty Burgers. I, I got to... I gotta ask. I was gonna bring that up. I was gonna ask you what you thought of her little dance sequence. It's cute. You know, like it? I would have dumped. I would have said, "Rip the contract up. Get out. <laughs> Don't be silly dancing in my beautiful lair." She's having a good time, but then he whips the nips off of her, and she's like, "I'm out. This is fucked up." <laughs> he whipped my nips off. So she does ask him towards the end of the movie to show me how bad it can get if I disobey what you say. You know, he's always saying that she's got to obey him, and she doesn't. And there's not a lot of consequences, but he does get a little annoyed sometimes. Anyway, she's like, okay, show me how bad it can get. So he takes her into the playroom, and he spanks her six times. He whips her pretty hard, and she cries, and then she immediately gets up. and she, He makes her count, and then she, he's all turned on. He can't believe it. He's like, this is thrilling. And she outright rejects his shit. She's like, this is fucked up. I'm out forever. Goodbye. You want to see me like this? You're wrong. You're never going to touch me again. You whip my nips off. And, and then um, she goes down and gets her bikini wax done, which is a nine on the pain scale. You know, he crossed the line with her, and so then she she's moving out. Like, he had a room for her there. She's planned to stay as a sex slave on the Bought weekends. Her a nice car. Mm-hmm. No longer. That's the, It's off the table. He whipped her six. And um, so she's he's pissed that she's pissed. And giving her the cold shoulder, and she moves out. She's like, see ya. 
And then before she can leave, he runs. Like, he can't. And it's just, that's how the movie ends. Like, the elevator door closes on him. And what they, do you think? Okay, it's fine, but I'm and not... He done. comes on the elevator. It's disgusting. <laughs> She's washed out of the bottom floor, like in The Shining. <laughs> but... Because <laughs> like... <laughs> Good... <laughs> That would be an incredible ending. Yes, it would. <laughs> the film pauses. Please put on your 3D glasses. <laughs> where does her, where does she have to go see her mom? Do you remember what city? Whip my nips. Too much. They, she goes to Savannah. Savannah, Georgia. Great spot mm-hmm. here near us. She's mad that she leaves, yeah. So there's this big subplot in the movie about he doesn't sleep, like physically sleep with the girl's. That he's yeah, he doesn't sleep in the same bed. And I think I know why. You mentioned it earlier, and I think you're bagel right. Bagel farts? Yeah, I think it's the bagel farts. <laughs> I think he shreds ass, and I think he's really obsessed that somebody's going to open up the recording app on their phone and get his ass shreds and send it to the New York Post. She never does sign the contract. Well, you got to give her that. She never signs a dumb 400-page contract. Well, why, why waste just one film? You know what I was I was expecting also, you know, there's one of the big things is he doesn't she's not allowed to disclose anything about what's going on. And they introduce her the father and they introduce, you know, all these characters and I just kept waiting for her to spill by accident or ha- or confide in somebody and that was going to be the conflict. Nope. She's not she's just not sure she wants to have her nips whipped. <laughs> I think the two of the roommates worried about her not because she, she would ever imagine all this crazy shit's going on, but she does see Dakota Johnson kind of acquiesce a little bit, like kind of go along with too much of his shit. And so the roommate kind of gets worried, but then she's like, he is hot and rich. You know, well, so she doesn't say Well, anything. then here's a here's the thing the filmmakers might have tra- tried doing. Mm-hmm. Establish her as an, a unique personality before she meets him. And then watch that personality change. Instead, she is an, a robot. The only thing Likeable that robot, likable. She's likable, yeah. But she she starts the film as sort of a likable robot, and then she gets she becomes a likable robot with a dick in her. She gets she gets to have many orgasms, and then she she leaves. The end, right? That's it. Like she's done, and she's gonna go back to normal sex with some other dude. I wonder if that how the next movie starts. Does she does she have a boyfriend? I wonder well, if we'll find out next week. I can't, I can't wait to see <laughs> if what he has to what kind of boring shit he has to rescue her from and put her back in that playroom. You know. I would like to think, and I don't know anything about it, I'd like to think that the next film is her coming after him. It's like, There's no way. He's too, he's too love-struck. He's, he's going to be in hot pursuit of her. And she's like, look, I'll whip you five. I'll whip you five. I won't whip you six. And she's like, let's do it. Let's negotiate four. Remember, she wants to negotiate him sleeping in the bed with her. Poor kid. Poor dumb kid out of that relationship. It's too complicated. And then he calls one of his, he's got a guy that, one of his, you know, he seems to have a guy for everything. Yeah. And the guy, that had, the helicopter guy, and the guy that picks him up, and, you know, he's got a guy that gets a cork for his butthole so he could sleep in the same bed as her. Look, I like the two, I like these two, but did, did, did you watch this and go, man, this looks like, tire. this is tiring. Everything you got to do with this dude. From the sex to, like, he takes her gliding. You know, he's like, hey, I got a surprise for you in the morning, in the morning, and they go up gliding. She's sleeping in the car. He wants to walk in the woods. You know, like, can't we just, you know, sit down and watch, you know, clean flicks or something, you know? Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. But he also, she is sort of a blank canvas, and he wants to show her the world. He's Let's like, play Catan. He's like Pinhead. He's like, you just got to hell. I want to show you around. 
but I think yeah. uh, he, he does. Obviously, he's fucked up. But it's it's you know, there's another aspect of this where just because somebody had a damaged childhood, mm-hmm. I don't think it excuses them from having some manners, right? So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe don't whip your people into a bloody pulp. That's my message from this. Maybe don't hammer them like a fucking meat mm-hmm. ass. Don't tenderize them. You don't need scallopine Dakota. When you brought up billions, you brought billions earlier. You brought up succession earlier, right? But, but billions obviously has a subplot in it as well. Billions has a connection to this movie, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because she's covered in billions at one point. <laughs> He's wearing a condom. Teeth rips it. He whips her nips and takes her to Chipotle. It's just fine. It's a cute movie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and poor uh, Cameron Bright's like, can you? <laughs> just thinking of him. I'm just thinking of Cameron Bright. <laughs> In this movie. Can you whip her tips? <laughs> I'm really a ridiculous human being to, to, to like the dialogue scenes in this movie. Like that's... <laughs> You know who directed one of these? Because, you know, Sam Taylor Johnson, the director of this one, does, didn't come back. They got J- they got James Gray to direct it, uh, one of these. Or maybe the next two. That's that's great. And you like him, right? Yeah. He did. He did uh, night and uh, Day and... Not Night and Day, uh... Uh, something, all those cop, those cop movies. He did Confidence. Like. No, who's the guy that did Confidence? That's the guy I'm talking about. That's who did this, not James Gray. Then Farrell, James was, Foley. I'm thinking he, of uh, James he, Foley directed he, these movies. He next did Glenn Gary. He directed Fifty Shades Darker and Fifty Shades Freed. Please tell me the same guy that directed Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, directed these movies. He directed the sequels. He also directed. Uh, he was on director on Billions, Corrupter. Oh God, he did the Corrupter, which we've done. He did Fear, Nick. Oh, he did Glengarry Glen Ross, but he directed Fear and he did the two Fifty Shades sequels. Holy Spirit, Animal. James Foley in this. I wonder if he learned anything on the set of The Corruptor. He was able to parlay into Christian Gray's Penis Dungeon. He did Fifty Shades Freed, and in development, he has Reagan and Gorbachev. So James Foley over here doing that, doing this. There's an Ellie Goulding song in this movie. There's a bunch of Beyonce songs that are good that work well in this movie. You like that? You like her, right? I don't dislike her. I, I noticed we'll get to the credits in a second. They, the one of they, I looked at, the, you know, I was looking at the songwriting credits at the end of the movie. Five people wrote the song that she sings, and she's not one of them. Yeah. No song should take five people to write. I think that's pretty common practice in the at least in the pop world. A lot of hands on those songs. You know, Rob Schneider's daughter is a. Is a song is a pop singer. Can't remember her name. She got a big hit though. Zoom in. It's kind of good. All right. Rob Schneider delivered it. All right. So yeah, there are credits in this movie. Mm-hmm. Any initials stick out for you? Well, I got the first one. I got a CK. You talking about Christian Clicks? You know I'm talking about Christian with a, Clicks with an X at the end. K L I X. I'm hoping it's a person. Sometimes they sometimes they squeeze in a studio or something or a business as a credit and you mistake it for a name but i think this is an actual name by the way you mentioned clean flicks that might be a better name for that business christian clicks yep i also got eh in here i don't have that one eliza hooker working on this movie salacious brother there's a couple of people that have sort of prostitute names oh yeah like like dl yeah dl in here i don't have dl on my list doug lavender I wish I saw it. I got a little Brian, uh, or sorry, BB in here. <laughs> Brian Bros. Brian Bros. What's up, bro? Brian Bros. This place yeah. sucks. 
This guy uh, was, uh, I think this is the guy that came up with the show The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. You see RF in there? RF? Yeah. No. Roger Fires. Oh, my God. I didn't see RF, but I did notice WD in here. The moon's out tonight. I don't have Davis, Davis getting hit. Davis freaking out. Davis changing. You got where Davis in here. Where? W-H-A-R-E Davis. Never heard that. That's um, a, uh, Yeah, that's weird. When the full moon comes, it just gets more boring. Just turns into where Davis. Okay. I know it's spelled differently, but I still want to make the joke. But one of my favorite names, Geo. Mm -hmm. You had to find Geo. I saw Gretchen Oyster. I dug around for her. She's towards the end. What a great there was a there was a pearl waiting at the end of the credits for us. I saw what I was thrilled to see KT show up. Who's that? Kick out the P Nick. We got Karen Triest in this. (laughs) And then the other prostitute name Anita Ho, but that's all I got, man. That's all you got? Yeah. Let me see if I I get one more good one here. We got JKT with Jennifer Kam Tong. Do you have her? No. I like that one, but I'll leave it at that. Alyssa Alyssa Ophoff. But there weren't too many great names. You know, Gretchen Oyster kind of... That's a solid name. Overshadowed, yeah. All right, look, man. You got to get a tattoo from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Your body is a ripe canvas for sex. We put on there. I'm getting Anna... Anastasia Steele in an actual burlap sack. And then I'm having that little Joker face, cartoon Joker face with ha 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 laughing like it's a funny joke. And underneath, what if? Like, what if she actually wore a burlap sack? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that'd be hilarious. And you know, what if? Don't identify the movie, but what if? It'd be better than the thing she's wearing at the beginning of the film. What are you talking? Oh well, she's she's very mousy at the beginning. Is that what you're talking about? It's, it's, it reminds me of a like a private school uniform or something. Yeah, it's fine. And not in a hot way. So I've got a tapestry of that sex room. Oh wow, that's my kids walking oh. up around stairs. You got a tapestry of that sex room, uh, and I've I've replaced our leads. I've got a naked Joe Pesci strapped to the table. Okay. And butt cheeks facing us, the silhouette of Megatron about to take him to tits. <laughs> Poor Joe Pesci. <laughs> the credits have rolled, movie's over, but lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end. So yeah. the movie ends with her, she gets in the elevator and they say each other's name and then the credits roll. At the end of the credits, mm-hmm. she's in the elevator, turns out one of the people in there is the devil. No. She's she's in there and she's, uh, she's sweating ass. Mine is her reading through the contract. She goes home. She after she rejects them, she goes home. She kind of gets the contract back out. And she's going through it again, and getting to the page that she hadn't read before. And there's just this whole section with the square around it and big bold letters, bagel farts. <laughs> and there's about 19 bullet points about those bagel farts. And she just begins reading, and the movie fades to black. What do you think? Good. I think the most time those words have been used together. <laughs> Money, money's no. underneath Escrow's tips. You got to make a sequel. Money's there. What are you gonna do? Sequel to Fifty Shades. Mine is my sequel is called Fifty Waves of Grays. Oh. And it's about an alien invasion that's happening. And thought- Christian Gray starts. You know, as as the the ships are just co- constantly breaching the sky, just you know, over the city. People are getting sucked into the sky. Christian Gray is running around stressed out because he needs to drop ball. 
You know, he needs to get, you know what I'm saying? It's, it stresses himself out so much he needs to get someone in that playroom immediately so he can make it time, you know, make it go. And so that's what it's about. It's like a race against time. Can he can he get someone to sign the contract, get in the playroom so he can see before he gets beamed into the sky? Man, I was thinking you were going a different way with that. Whitley Stryber? No, I thought you were going to say he has a, a whip and he's like yelling at them, where's your nips? Where's your nips? Tell me where the nips are on you. Can't find your nips, alien. And he wants desperately to smash them nips. So you're saying he's thrilled that there's a new species he gets to yeah, species he gets to explore. But their nips are in a hard to find spot. Mm-hmm. They won't tell him because they don't speak Christian Grey. And then he fucking sends them back to the cosmos by using his age old pencil sharpening trick. They are mystified like they've seen a fucking witch. Mine is Christian Grey is having some trouble with some red tape with the paperwork on his acquisition he's doing. Sure. So he has to enlist like some power, you know, really high power attorneys, and they're going through all of them like a fine tooth comb, you know. Mm-hmm. A real tough few weeks, like a couple of weeks, trying to figure out what the deal is. You know, there's like shit in the contract. It takes nine business days. It's like a real, it's a real, it gets real tender in the last couple of, you know. Yeah, of course. Third act, man. There's like the funding is being withheld because there's a just some, like maybe a, a letter was spelled wrong, or you know, maybe there was a number that was wrong on his social security or something, but. Really a fucking rough nine business days, you know. But they Oof. get it done. They get it done at the end. Yeah, yeah. It's good. That's good news. Yeah. A happy ending. It's called Nine Day Gray. Look, you got to fucking spend some money on a business, man. You got to build something for Fifty Shades. I mean, I'm just doing a Crayola Cray box. It's it, Crayola oh, Crayon Can you say box. that? What? What? Crayola Crayon box. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. And it's, uh, it's Fifty Shades of Gray, right? So you open it up. It's just different gray crayons. And gray, then right in the grayon, middle, grayons. grayons is good. Right in the middle, there's a flesh-colored one that's just the color's penis. So you got all the different shades of gray and the one pinkish flesh-colored one. Nice. And maybe it'd be, maybe not just penis. What would be a good name for that crayon? Because they always do kind of a cute. Penis is a little too. You get something for me? Well, it's usually what is like burnt orange. Mm-hmm. And what do you mean? Like, like lavender, stuff like that? Sometimes they have a kind of a like a... I don't know. Like, I don't know. I haven't you read crayons in a while. Jesus Christ. Just stick with penis. It's fine. <laughs> I have built an animatronic Christian Grey at the mall. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's, he's sitting there with a... Just, he's got a rager and a beat-down whip in the mall. <laughs> and you put your 50 cents and he'll truck the sins right out of you, man. You know, he will, he'll, he'll uh, segment you away. And then you'll hear a digital sound of him having an orgasm, and a bunch of nerf will come out of its body onto the mall floor. What does that sound like? I wonder when he when he gets to throw nerf. You know, oh, the digitized cum shot. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so Imagine him. That's what he does in the movie. We never get to see his him do that but maybe he does sound like maybe that, that's why you know? he doesn't sleep in the same room because he continues making that sound in his sleep Bjort <laughs> <laughs> look man you're in the movie you've been added to the running time of Fifty Shades of Grey what shape does your performance take I'm Dutton Blue I'm also a reclusive billionaire okay uh, friends I'm in the club you know the billionaires get together and they on the set of rock they were sweating bullets <laughs> okay, I'm sorry and uh, I'm Dutton Blue. I'm Christian's a perverse friend who can't get hard until he um, 
sprays Windex on a horse. That's my, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Has to be a new horse every time. A different horse. Mm -hmm. Then I can, then I can have missionary with my girl. What do you think? Dutton Blue. I like it. Speaking of Windex, do you think Matthew Modin and Jennifer Grey keep in touch? <laughs> Fucking Dutton Blue. His name's Dutton Blue. Yeah. Nice. It's a reclusive billionaire. Sprays Windex on horses. Gets a rager. Can go to town for you know six to seven minutes. And Wait, what was McConaughey's character's name? In what? In Serenity. What was his name? Do you remember? We made fun of it for so much. Oh God, you're right. Montgomery Lift. That's what, it. What is it? It's like Pant Pot. I feel like he could be added to the the gray multiverse a little bit. Don't get me excited, man. It is a bad name, right? It's, it's a, horrible. Yeah, it's a, one of the worst. No, it isn't. It's incredible. It's Baker Dill. Baker Dill in this. <laughs> but he could be in this. Oh my God! Yeah. Talking about his sexual exploits, you know, like I was in there for three seconds. But isn't he a video game character? He is. He is a video game character. But why not just like just like across the Spider Verse, we can mix them together. So I am Chris and Gray's personal lash and sash guy. I travel yes. the globe, trotting around. Two hundred fifty days of the of the year, I'm on the road looking for various implements that he uses. And uh, he keeps he's not taking my call because he's inside Dakota Johnson all the time. Yeah, he's smiling right into her. Her butt creak. And I've got a horsehair titwhip that is not going to last long. i got to get him to pull the trigger. I'm in fucking Morocco, you know, and I've got, a, a, on layaway, I've got a Naga Hyde puss extinguisher. And, like, he's not answering my call. This thing's a fucking dream. i got to get a hold of this dude ASAP before I lose this fucking auction. i got a freaking genie-looking guy over here. i got a sheik over here with billions of dollars, you know. And they're, they're, nobody's going to haggle in this marketplace. Mm-hmm. I've got a baboon bone butthole bleep. Is he like the Q of these movies? Is yeah. he is he is he creating these things or is he just finding them? No, I'm I, I'm 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 every I'm, I'm not creating them. I'm finding them. I'm out there procuring. Okay. I'm like, I'm not queuing on. How no, dare Q, you? Q Bond Q, not queuing on. But yeah, you know, he he always given Bond gadgets. Or you you're kind of given Christian Grey gadgets. Yeah, I like to find exotic exercise machines built out of strange materials you know sure like uh you know they dig up a uh, mammoth you know in in the t- frozen land right and instantly i'm seeing if i can get a guy who can make you know a rim rouser with it you know <laughs> chris great can't, can't get enough of me look you, you hear th- you hear this real loud listen you got to incorporate something in your life from 50 shades of gray a mantra a screed a ritual what you got so my, my thing is i'm going to take his line I don't do romance. My tastes are very singular. I'm going to take the second part. I'm just every once in a while I'm going to say my taste, like say, you know, someone I do know, someone I don't know, and say my tastes are very singular, and say that to them, and then out of nowhere pull out a slice of craft American. No, <laughs> pull out a pull out a can of jalapeno flavored Pringles, and just start chomping them two at a time. What do you think? I like it. And then staring at them the entire time, mm-hmm. not looking at the bag while you're eating. Yeah. And two at a time, too. That's weird. You know, like, that is a singular taste. Because I feel like, do you feel this way? Eating a single single Pringle? Perfect. It tastes, tastes I fine. I would never but fathom two, eating more than one at one time. Two at a time? Three at a time? It seems insane. You know, that's a weird thing to do. Not a good mouthfeel, so to speak. Especially if there's a ball of ants. 
Now, when you're at the bottom of the bag and there's fragments, you got to grab them in multiples. But I just throw it out. You are a fucking. You got the constitution of an iron soldier. I'm saying in my fantasy sequence here. I'm not gonna do that in real life. <laughs> Maybe I'll work towards it. I lay right, down. And I lay down on the bed and pour it into my mouth, and I'm like trying to keep my pants in. He did that. He did that in the playroom. He finishes everything up to the last battered chips, and then goes in the playroom and pours them into his sexual mouth. Sounds like bagel farts in here. Um, did they? Did she? Is there a snack bar in the playroom? Did they ever pan over and he's got it's like a called mini fridge? Dakota Johnson. <laughs> Open up the mini. She she opens up the mini fridge like, I knew it. This place. This is a fuck house. You know, one hundred percent. She's like, uh, we're doing it right tonight, and, and she hears. The sound of a private a helicopter on the roof. And she looks yeah. up and it says, Little Caesars. <laughs> on the side. Then there's another helicopter that came with it. <laughs> so, wait. What's your uh, mantra? I mean, I always procrastinate about contracts. But then, I, the other thing I like to do is I like to put ice cubes in people's bell. You know, I'll he be... Wasn't just, he wasn't around just the bell. He's around those nips and tips. It's all over the place. I didn't catch that. I was too busy... Wondering where, like, if it was cold on her body, and she was—I got worried about his tongue. Get that ice cube in his mouth, you know. Yeah. And that wasn't—that was like a, a cool like rich person's ice cube too, wasn't? He didn't grab that from like a as reverse tray. osmosis ice that was, not you know, did he pick it up with those cool pinchers? Like that's the probably bet. that's that's you know ice is badass if they're picking up with pinchers. He's just—I'm just saying that he got this. It wasn't even a cube. It was just like a nice like slice of ice somehow. Um, he didn't like I said. He didn't, he didn't pop him out of the plastic blue tray from the fr- refrigerator. He's like, this is salty on my mouth. He's like, yeah, well, it's liberal tears. I I, I uh, froze liberal tears. Uh, so you're on an island. You've been floating oh, no. there all these many years, gathering debris mm-hmm. from films, and now it's time to take something from Fifty Shades of Grey with you. Mm-hmm. What you bring in? Just pi- just picture me. I'm standing, pointing at the you know, on the on the on the beach, pointing at the ocean. Just keep saying Gretchen, 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 Gretchen. You're like, what's happening? What's he doing? I'm naming every oyster I see Gretchen. That's what you're bringing Gretchen to the oyster. island. I'm bringing that. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> uh, let me think. This is the first thing that popped in my mind. You don't like that? All right, I, I think it's adorable. It. I, it's adorable. All right, let me let me get a part two and you, you go. So there's a scene when she's in his apartment the first day. She's in the bathroom. And I noticed that the shower is is like a legitimate room. Uh-huh. With a with a sitting a sitting input like a sitting device in there, yeah. So I want the entire shower stall, with the chair in it, the big room. It's the nice size where you can stretch out. You know, uh-huh. I want that in a in a nice place on my island. So I so I can take a nice hot shower in this tropical location, clean myself off, maybe sit down and enjoy the steam uh-huh. for a bit. You know really work out all the sand, you know, get everything that's in, out. Mm-hmm. What a refreshing way to start your day, you know? Okay. And, and I'm talking serious water pressure, not this bullshit that's like a kid's tears falling onto you. I want it to be hard, pun- penetrative water that's very, you know, almost like a massage therapy to it. Sure. And I was some Christian Grey only has the best. Yeah. And I've actually done some research into those designer faucets and stuff, those things that are fancy. Probably one of the most exciting things about being rich to me would be the ability to have that where you just press a button and everything goes right. We'll get there I'll, someday. And I'll sit there getting warm and wet. And then yeah. I'll go, I'll, I'll just be, you'll notice 
I just I've got a better demeanor once I leave that thing in the morning, you know. Mm-hmm. And you hear me shouting across the waves, red, yellow, yellow, red. Because I brought the safe words, Nick. I brought the safe words to my island. That's what I took. <laughs> and anytime, anything that I'm okay with, I say yellow at. Anything I'm nervous about, I say red at. Those are my safe words, right? Yeah. I'm not talking about sex. I'm just talking about anything I see. Like a mosquito comes near me, I'm like, red, red, red. You know, things like that. Yeah. I see a loaf of bread. Yellow. Something like that. What do you think? I think it's great, except the stink coming out of the water from all the dying oysters, thinking that they're all sharing the same... Am I red? Am I yellow? Like, you were naming me a second ago. What? I'm fucking confused. And then they die and stink the water. I don't like this. Red! I like the I like the idea of you having a safe word there on your island. Yeah. Do you ever have a safe word? I don't mean to get too personal. No, I, don't even, no, I mean, like... I did. Mine is Bill Bixby. I have a friend who Just I like won't name mm-hmm. who had a safe word. Right. You and did. It, and honest to God... And I'm not kidding. It was Stallone. That was safe word. The safe was a, word was Stallone. It had to be a dude. Yeah. And a safe word. So they were. They like to get hit a hit a bit. I guess. I no, guess I that's think what's happening. that's when they were about to blow. That's what they would say. I mean, that's a safe. That's a safe word. That's just an announcement. He says Stallone. Well, sounds... I mean, I don't. I don't have. I don't think I have friends that are into bondage and all that. Mm-hmm. I might. I, who knows? But I just like the fact that to, a warning that. Impending. Oh, you do. Oh, you do, Nick. I'm saying, yeah, they were warning that this was going to happen. Yeah. Stallone, I'm about to Stallone. Which to me would be the, which would have a reverse effect. Right. Like, that I would say that to ensure I never did. <laughs> you know? Say like you last. And um, what if, if I was that person's companion, I'd be under them receiving it and saying, Frank or Sly, Frank or Sly. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
Jim Davis heard of him? 